Episode two is George's first real um, romance. In the earlier films, episodes four, five, and six, there's a there is a little kind of flirtation, but it's never carried very far. Obviously, Han Solo and 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 Leia fall in love with each other, uh, but that isn't the sort of core of the story, and it takes place over three movies. This one, it's a, a much more condensed uh, love story. Anakin has been in love with Padme ever since he was 10 years old. And he worshipped her when he was young. And now they're finally getting back together. Actually, the undercurrent of the whole love theme is, is very touching, very sweet, and it's, it's more like courtly love. And he comes back and she's like, wow, you know, he's grown up into this handsome young Hayden Christensen. You're sweating. Relax. Star Wars fans and moof milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 60. The, the big six zero of Blast Points. Uh, this is Jason. And it's Gabe. And then Gabe, I would say this is probably the most romantic episode of Blast Points yet. Yeah, I think so. There's always a lot of love, but this episode, there'll be a lot of romance <laughs> yeah, you could, to go with the love. You could light some candles while you're listening to this one. Get in a warm bath. Yeah. Get a, a, bottle, a bottle of your finest Chablis. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the lights down low. Yeah. Some exotic cheeses. <laughs> Smoke, smoked meats. <laughs> We're going to be talking about um, the biggest romantic person in the entire history of Star Wars, um, the great Anakin Skywalker. He's a lover and a fighter. <laughs> he is. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of his most romantic lines coming up. Um, but first, there was there was some good news this week. 
we can start out with uh, a little bit of Last Jedi talk. Good. Come Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Last Jedi. So Olaf, he's still making uh, Murder on the Orient Express with Daisy Ridley. And he's still bugging her, asking her questions about what happens in the movie. And this week he had the third one. And this time he brought in Judy Dench. Josh, I'm not answering any of your Star Wars questions. No, no, Daisy, you're not. You're answering her Star Wars questions. You've been tested for midichlorians. Is Snoke Palpatine? Are you the last Jedi? What's the deal with Raylo? Why don't you answer my damn questions? <laughs> when those first started, I was like, I don't know if I want to see this. But I'm glad that he's just being relentless with them. And, they, yeah, they just keep getting funnier and funnier, I think. But this one, you got Judy Dench actually saying Raylo. Yeah. Just you, hearing Judy Dench talk about Star Wars is, is crazy <laughs> enough. It full in her, like, crazy gypsy costume or whatever she's wearing. It, she, it, she's the, the character from Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> Maybe at this point it's in her contract that she just has that costume and she wants to wear it in any movie that she's in. <laughs> She's waiting to come back in Riddick 4. The Underverse, it's going to happen. <laughs> Vin Diesel's storing up all his money from Triple X and Fast and Furious. It's going to happen. Now! Kill the beast while it's wounded! I think this is probably the last um, Olaf Daisy Ridley video, maybe. Yeah, probably. I almost wonder if at some point Disney will just have them actually give something away just to drive people crazy. Because they got to be in on it at this point, I would think. Just have Mark Hamill just walk, show up. <laughs> like he's just in, in her bathroom or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in here the whole time. So, so the Han movie is getting crazy. Han Solo. 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 Yeah, and it actually ties in with uh, Judy Dench because we have another Star Wars Riddick connection where there's the rumors that Thandie Newton's going to sign on for the Han Solo movie. Star of Chronicles Riddick. Nothing else. People talk about some show she's on called Westworld. I've never heard of it. All I know about is Chronicles of Riddick. She was in uh, Mission Impossible 2 also, wasn't she? Um, <laughs> if you say <laughs> I so. Think, I think she was. I only saw she it was. once. Oh, but she's great in Westworld. It'd be an interesting addition to the cast of the Han Solo movie, right? Yeah, I think so. Every day the Han Solo movie is getting more and more exciting that... I guess I, I don't know why I thought this, but at some point it seemed like maybe it was just Han and Chewie and Lando and that was the whole movie. But I guess it makes sense. <laughs> they need to talk to some other people. And uh, actress Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who stars in an Amazon series called Fleabag, she has been cast as an all-CG character, which if there's one thing we love, it's all-CG <laughs> characters. Yeah, I'm excited. It could be a droid. It could be an alien. 
Could be a droid alien. Yeah. It could be a Gungan. She could be a Genosian. Oh, let's hope. I don't know. If I had to bet, I would say a droid. I don't know. I'm. I would go. I'm thinking they're gonna. We're gonna get a creature. Because hmm. we just we just had K2SO. Well, by the time it, this movie comes out, we'll have already been past eight. Well, that's true. And it is Star Wars. It's not like they are ever like, oh, too many droids. But K2SO <laughs> you know? worked out so well and was so good. And it kind of opened the possibility of you can have a droid main character and it doesn't have to be a person in a suit or a person in a tin can. And we haven't really had a main character female droid. We got PZ, but she never really got to talk. Was TC-14 female, technically? I think so, right? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. She was a main character to me. Yeah, where's the TC-14 Star Wars story? Oh, just forever on that Trade Federation ship. Yeah. She's just bringing drinks. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like (laughs) TC-14, rated (laughs) PG-13. Make yourselves comfortable. My master will be with you shortly. There was a little bit of Rebels news. If you can believe it, there are only one, two, three, four, five, unless you count a two-parter as two episodes. There's really only four real episodes of Rebels left in season three. Yeah, that kind of messed with my head because I didn't realize that we had so many episodes already. I know. I feel like it just came back. But maybe we were all in a coma after the <laughs> the Attitude Kids episode and... <laughs> Never ending Hondo. I rewatch. You know what I rewatched this past week because I was missing Rebels so much. I went back and watched uh, the Space Whales episode from season two. That's a good one. It's really good. Space Whales holds up really well. Yeah, I had just watched that not too long ago with because uh, Ethan and I finally got Ethan caught up with season two, um, and we watched that one just a few weeks ago too. I think I don't know Ezra. Whenever he's hanging out with the animals, I I like that. And yes, flying on space whales and. Huffing fumes, never gets old. <laughs> Glowing green eyes. They're really getting spaced out. Yeah. And I, yeah, and it ends so good with them just like hyperspace, whales going into hyperspace. That's, that's why we watch Star Wars. Because <laughs> <laughs> every t- 10 to 20 years, you get whales going into hyperspace. And it's all, <laughs> all, all, all those years are worth it. So, Rebels is back uh, this Saturday, February 18th, uh, with Legacy of Mandalore. And then after that, there's an episode through Imperial Eyes. And then there's one called Secret Cargo on March 4th. When a routine refueling mission goes wrong, the ghost crew find themselves transporting an important rebel leader... Hmm. Mm. Across the galaxy, pursued by Imperial warships. Who could that be? Well, if you go back to the uh, second half of season three preview, there was the parts where they were riding in the ghost along with uh, Mon Mothma. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mon! Hold on to your briefs. It's time for another episode of Hey, Mon. It's gonna be magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> then you got uh, double agent droid. Uh, Chopper and AP-5 team up to infiltrate an Imperial station to steal needed codes, but an Imperial scientist turns the droids against the crew to cause chaos. I'm happy to see more AP-5 Chopper team up. Yeah, I really like AP-5. Then, 
on March 18th. Cancel all your plans because you got an episode called Twin Sons. Reacting to a vision of Maul, Ezra defies Hera and Kanan to travel to a remote planet in hopes of stopping the former Sith Lord from carrying out his plans. Yeah, so now we know at least who from the, at the minimum, who from the Rebels crew is going to be on Tatooine. Yeah, Ezra. How do you feel about, like, Ezra will be on Tatooine? I'm cool with that. Yeah. It's it's why I just it's the the million dollar question is if anyone's gonna meet young Luke Skywalker, but I don't think they'll go there. I can see Ezra hanging out with Obi Wan. I mean, what is Obi Wan gonna think of Ezra though? Like this here's this little, here's this little Jedi kid. When Obi Wan's when... whole mission in life is to protect, you know, the hope for the galaxy, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. He's definitely Luke's different because Luke's not just another Jedi. He's Anakin's son, which is what why he's special. Not yeah. that he's a Jedi. So, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I would think he would be pleasantly surprised to see that there's still Jedi around and a new young Jedi at that. And then at the end of March, you've got uh, Zero Hour parts one and two. Uh, final preparations for their attack on Lothal. Phoenix Squadron's plans are disrupted when Grand, Ad- Grand Admiral Thrawn discovers their location. And then the second part, Hera and Kanan fight to keep Squadron alive as Ezra attempts to rally from a, an unexpected source. Yeah, so does that mean Ezra and Obi-Wan show up to help them? Or does that mean Ezra and Maul shows up to help them? I don't know. My first thought when I read <laughs> that was, is Ezra going to show up with like uh, the, the, mis- the gang of misfit kids, Death Watch, and all the things they've been setting up all season? I'm glad you brought up Death Watch because at first I was like, don't don't spoil the season already where the big climax is the extreme kids show up. But, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, but if it is them and Death Watch and it's like, oh, look, the Rebel Alliance is now growing and yeah. they're able to fight. I can see. OK, maybe Saw shows up. Saw on a spaceship. Two tubes flying their uh, X-Wings would be pretty sweet. Oh, it is a tease that they have. That Saw's group have their own X-Wings with the cool black and white paint job, and they made a little toy for it, and we saw the crashed one, and we've never really got to see them in action. So Rebels would be a cool place to put those guys. Yeah. All those weird people working in Saw's cave. The little Warwick Davis guy uh. sitting on a stack of books in his X-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> or he could just be riding in the droid slot with a with a bubble helmet on. <laughs> yeah. The guy with the magnifying glass looking at crystals. He wouldn't come. No. He's too busy looking at crystals. <laughs> he's still looking at crystals. When their base blew up, he's just floating in space on a rock <laughs> looking at more rocks. He's probably in heaven. Look at all these rocks I can look at. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Actually, there's more than four episodes, right? You're, yeah, I was totally wait. I, I was wrong. Well, you missed you missed two, I think. So there's like yeah, six episodes left. It's exciting that um, by the time we get to celebration, Rebel season three will be wrapped up for about three weeks or so. It's kind of wild to think we're going to see stuff from episode eight and stuff from Rebel season four. Mm-hmm. Maybe even another animated show at celebration. Could be. Since Filoni's been working on something other than Rebels. Mm-hmm. Speaking of celebration. Star Wars party, it's a one of a 
celebration. What's up? We got our first uh, guests announced for the show. And you had uh, old celebration favorites like Jeremy Bullock and Ian McDermott. But you also had um, the big surprise of Felicity Jones is going to be there. She's going to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, I guess they were at the they were at the UK one, so they got a she got a little taste of it. But yeah, she's going to be signing autographs though, so <laughs> she better be stretching her arm <laughs> right now. Get a little squeeze ball to get keep her hands in shape. If you go to the uh, Star Wars Authentics website, though, it lists even more people that um, for some reason are not on the celebration website, but people that will be there. You got Derek Biggs Hagen. You got uh, Deep Roy. Uh, little Deep Roy. Mm-hmm. Um, you got uh, the actress who plays uh, Irina Spalco on Rebels. Mary, <laughs> Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. You, you need to have her uh, sign some Crystal Skull merchandise. I'm, <laughs> I might have the biggest collection of Irina Spalco merchandise than anyone else in the world. Because so. I wonder if she'll even realize that that's not the right character. <laughs> It'd be so awesome. Yeah. Just, I loved you in Crystal Skull. <laughs> Just go up to the way you're chewing on those wubby you sounds like you're from eastern Ukraine. <laughs> Just watch her expression. Huh? Yeah. yeah. No? Nothing? Alright. I want to know. Steve uh Zeb Bloom, stand-up guy, he's gonna be there. I, I hope he just has that rocks, rocks playing in his booth, too. <laughs> if he's smart, he will. Sitting in a lawn chair. He's like, uh, I'm going to get you sucker, and he's got the band playing behind him with just <laughs> Zeb rocks everywhere he yeah. goes in celebration. Yeah. Got to have your theme music. <laughs> uh, and Dave Barclay from uh, Job of the Hut fame. I just want to buy one of the 8x10s of Jabba because that picture they have on the website of Jabba's, it's like his senior picture or <laughs> from the yearbook. He just looks really handsome. <laughs> Silly Jedi! Silly Jedi! Well, you know, that made me think, though, like, this will be, Orlando will be our fourth celebration, and we've never, I've never gotten an autograph from Celebration. Yeah. And so, some people, that's that's their thing, and more power to them, but that's it's never really been like for either of us. Like we're not like autograph people, really. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever tried to get an autograph from anybody. I have an I have a Coyote Mundi autograph that I think I got at Motor City Comic Con. Well, that's a good one to have. And I used to Damn. have I used to have Mon Mothma, but I think like I spilled coffee on it or something. I didn't realize you had the Mundi one. Yes, I have an autograph picture of Mundi. Because I think if there was any person that I would get an autograph of, it's him. <laughs> because he's like all the cool people from the prequels. Yeah. I'll take a picture of it. I, so he was at Motor City Comic Con. It was right after The Phantom Menace, I want to say. I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it on, okay. uh, on our Facebook page. Right? Because that's Silas Carson, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's Moondy, Newt Gunray. The guy in the ship at the beginning mm-hmm. that blows up. Phantom Menace Superstar. 
Yeah, I think that's the only person I would probably wait in line to get an autograph from. And really, you know, who else do you know? Oh, you know who I would do? You know who I would do? Ahmed Best. Yes. Ah, oh, moi, moi. I'd wait in line and just give him 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and shake his hand. If, if I, I don't would, even need an autograph. I would even do the photo op with Ahmed Best. Yeah. Well, I can. You know, I don't know. I could see that. It's like, I think I would rather have do the photo op than the autograph. If Watto was real, <laughs> I would do it with Watto. Like, if you know, maybe the the voice actor of Watto, but like if if Watto was a real person, like if Watto was like actually there floating around. Well, if Watto was a real person, we'd be sitting outside his house right now, <laughs> just waiting for him to come out and get his mail. <laughs> Watto. Watto. What are you guys doing here? <laughs> Why don't you leave me alone, eh? I don't need... You open your podcast, it's stupid. I don't like it, no. I just happen to have a chance, Scooby, eh? Blue, you go away. Red, you go away. <laughs> I'm not even going like, to say Borgullet, so we don't even need to go there. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think Borgullet could sign anything. I think he would just erase your mind, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't re- even remember that you waited in line and gave him 20 bucks. <laughs> so you'd do it again. Yeah. Yeah, poor color would be rich. <laughs> Are you allowed to love? Thought that was forbidden for a Jedi. Just being around her again is intoxicating. Be mindful of your thoughts, Anakin. You have made a commitment to the Jedi Order, a commitment not easily broken. We could keep it a secret. I'd be living a lie. I couldn't do that. Could you, Anakin? So, Gabe, I'm pretty sure... Anakin Skywalker, he was the most powerful Jedi ever. And I think his Jedi skills also then incorporated into his smooth-talking skills. I think it's all connected. That's a good point. It's almost like where Ezra has a special connection with animals, Anakin has a special connection with the ladies. Yes. And just, I, I, I even think it goes beyond with the ladies. I think it... He just knows the right thing to say all the time. Like, if you look, if you think of Anakin's Jedi verbal skills, even in Rogue One, people complain about, uh, be careful not to choke on your aspirations, Director Krennic, you know, whatever. That's just Anakin doing what he does. He knows the right thing to say. He can see things before they happen. (laughs) And since he can see things before they happen, then he's got time to th- you know how you always say like oh like an hour later I should have told that guy this that would have really been a zinger you know because he can see things before they happen he's already thought about what he should say you're right you're right all the possibilities are there so like before Krennic showed up in Rogue One he was like if Krennic starts to bug me I'm gonna choke him and then I'm gonna lay this zinger on him. I think that's what he was thinking of in the tank, like when the water, when they're draining out the water, you can't see because he has the mask on that he's like, he's smiling under there because he just thought of the line he's going to tell Krennic. (laughs) 
<laughs> Man, this is gonna be good. Yeah. He tried it out on the on the guards in there and they they're no fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll show you guys. Cranny's gonna love this. <laughs> so we did special for Valentine's Day. We went through the films and we put together a top ten list, both of us, of our favorite Anakin Skywalker romantic lines. Anakin Skywalker or maybe Anakin Smooth Talker. Ladies mannequin. <laughs> Ladies mannequin smooth talker. <laughs> the Jedi are encouraged to love. <laughs> So, Jason, what do you have at number 10? The bottom of my list is probably what a lot of people would probably pick um, on a top. But the whole from Attack of the Clones, not like here. Here, everything is soft and smooth. Not like here. Here, everything is soft and smooth. It's, I like it. It's possibly the mo- one of the most outrageous things Anakin says. But to me, it's almost too much. <laughs> well, he, you know, Padme isn't quite wowed by it yet, so he's still working out some kinks in his game. I actually have an addition to that because I was checking back in the uh, in the comics, which have some lines from the script that weren't in the movie. Mm. And during that scene, there's the extra part where Padme talks about the old man who blows glass. And she, and, uh, she says something about how it was magical. And then Anakin says, everything here is magical. <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. There's an old man on Naboo that blows glass. I put I put a bookmark there just in case. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she says uh, there was a very old man who lived on the island. He used to make glass out of sand and vases and necklaces out of the glass. They were magical. <laughs> <laughs> and then Anakin says everything here is magical. And then they kiss. So oh, I really I like that. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe they never filmed it or somewhere there's another deleted scene of the the old man blowing glass line. <laughs> so it's Attack of the Clone Special Edition. <laughs> Change number one. Yeah, they should have taken their little boat and gone off to see the old man that makes vases out of sand. Next on my list, it's the whole um, the the chit chat when they're flying to Naboo. Um, it must be difficult to swear yourself to the Jedi and uh, Anakin's or be with the people I love. Must be difficult having sworn your love to the Jedi, not being able to visit the places you like or do the things you like. Or be with the people that I love. Uh, and I have one from that same scene too of the. Uh, you're exactly the way I remember you in my dreams. That's from that part, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the like, <laughs> she can't tell if it's sweet or creepy. Yeah, and I like that whole scene because Padme's basically just trying to make like small talk. 
with Anakin. And everything he, every word out of his mouth is a little bit creepy. But it's kind of like sweet creepy. It is. But that's kind of Anakin. That's his style, yeah. I don't know. I just like the part, too, just with the dream thing, too, that it's like, it doesn't sound crazy to him in his head until he says it out loud. And then he's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> maybe I went too far. Yeah. But it ends up working out. Yeah. What do you, what do you have next? Back in uh, the beginning of the movie, when uh, she says, oh, how you've grown. And he says, so have you. Yeah. Grown more beautiful. Annie? My goodness, you've grown. So have you. Grown more beautiful, I mean. Well, for a senator, I mean. <laughs> Annie will always be that little boy I knew on Tatooine. She's not quite ready to go full on uh, Lando mode at that point. No, and I had that much higher on my list, but... Yeah, that whole sequence, because you, you follow that up, right? that's right after the elevator scene. And the movie's kicking into overdrive real early on at that point. So now, up next I have, uh, I found a way to save you. Save me? From my nightmares. Is that what's bothering you? I won't lose you, Padme. I'm not going to die in childbirth, Annie. I promise you. No, I promise you. Oh, man, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's a, that is a love line. It's, I, I just chalked that up to Anakin's move talker. That he's really, really worried uh, about his nightmares killing Padme. Serious business. Well, you don't mess around with Jedi dreams. You don't. No. Not when your mom just died. <laughs> well, we've talked about this a lot, though, like... Um, you know, Jedi dreams. Luke had uh, dreams of Dagobah and Ray dreams of the island. And Jedi dreams are some serious stuff. You don't mess around with that. I almost wonder if Obi Wan didn't doesn't have Jedi dreams because he's the one saying dreams pass in time and like, right, and kind of like not making a big deal out of it. Well, I kind of chalked that up to the oh, like Obi Wan, especially in Attack of the Clones. He's he's like with the epitome of like the Jedi arrogance and stuff. And I, I bet you the popular theory amongst the Jedi during that time period is your dreams mean nothing. They're not important. There's no visions in your dreams. Maybe I couldn't imagine Mace Windu ever saying, look to your dreams for inspiration on your destiny. <laughs> he didn't tell Palpatine that you're exactly how I remember you from my dreams. <laughs> But it kind of makes sense because when Luke has visions and dreams of his friends, Yoda's like, no, 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 no. Don't listen to that. Yeah. But maybe that's because Anakin told Yoda about it and it didn't <laughs> work out so well for Anakin. <laughs> so. The next one I have is more dream talk after Anakin wakes up from his dream in Revenge of the Sith. And he goes out shirtless on their little patio thing. And Padme comes out and wants to tell him what's wrong. And finally, when he says what's wrong, he just turns to her and says, You die in childbirth. And the baby? I don't know. <laughs> How's that a love line? <laughs> <laughs> then after that, though, after that, 
to to smooth everything over, he says, "Our baby is a blessing." I put Anakin talking about baby stuff as still smooth talker. Because Padme at this point is very much like she is on the, the, the ship ride to Naboo. Where she's just trying to be like, why are you up walking around in the middle of the night with no shirt on? What's going on? You, All right. I you can die, see that as some smooth talking. You die in childbirth. I got, some, I got bad news and good news. You're going to die in childbirth, but our baby is a blessing. Well, my next one is from Revenge of the Sith 2 is the, uh, the whole you are so beautiful on the veranda line when she's brushing her hair. That was um, my, that's my number one. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> You're so beautiful. It's only because I'm so in love. No, <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. So love has blinded you. <laughs> Well, that's not exactly what I meant. But it's probably true. <laughs> Man. Well, the thing with that one that kind of blew my mind that I I don't know if I knew this before and just forgot, but that's not in the comic. Oh. So it's in the script, but I get the feeling that that was a late addition to the film and the script. Yeah. And that whole scene has the whole... Um, Kind of half joking, half serious. Basically, Padme saying that and love has blinded him, which is kind of the. I think uh, they brought that up on uh, Oxygen Hollow. That's like that's kind of the, the theme of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. They kind of give you in that their little love spat there. Well, I remember the first time I saw Revenge of the Sith. I knew I loved that moment because I was saying that's all everything I loved in Attack of the Clones. Just in one little scene. Yeah, just well, like, I was trying to think too that that's almost like the last, like really goofy thing in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, or things start to get kind of serious. Yeah, I lo- <laughs> and I love her talking about going back and having the baby in the late country of Naboo. Yeah, she can go back early and start getting the baby's room ready. Yeah, I love all that stuff. In case you forgot about Attack of the Clones, <laughs> <laughs> as if there's any way. To erase that from your mind, I'm going to remind you. Yeah, I love it. Up next, I've got the whole romantic politics chat in the Nabu field. All of it. The whole scene. Those are, I don't know. Yeah, all right. That's, <laughs> I think that's in the, that's smooth talk more than, than love lines, but I guess it's, it's buttering her up for the uh, fireplace scene, so I guess it works. <laughs> I don't know. Sure you do. You just don't want to tell me. You're going to use one of your Jedi mind tricks on me? No, they only work on the weak mind. All right. I was 12. His name was Paolo. We were both in the legislative youth program. He was a few years older than I. Very cute. Dark curly hair. Dreamy eyes. All right, I get the picture. <laughs> and I just love, um, it's, they're just having a romantic time, sitting in a field on Naboo, talking politics. Yeah. And then Anakin, out of nowhere, starts surfing on a, on a shock. 
The only way that scene would be better if if uh, Shock Me by Kiss started playing when he was riding on the shock. <laughs> You're making fun of me. Mm, no, no, I'd be much too frightened to tease a senator. <laughs> shock me. Anakin singing along. I don't know. I, I almost feel like that part's more like Padme love lines. I still feel like in all those parts, though, Padme's just almost trying to have just like a normal conversation. Yeah, but she's like trying to tease him with Paolo. They're like talking about old boyfriends and stuff. Yeah. No, Paolo. And she does fall for the old, oh, no, I'm dead <laughs> trick. <laughs> what, what do you have next? Yes. Getting into the fireplace scene, mm. the whole I'm haunted by the kiss episode of Give It Me, and I hope this kiss doesn't become a scar. I can't breathe. <laughs> From the moment I met you all those years ago, not a day has gone by when I even thought of you. And now that I'm with you again, I'm in agony. <laughs> I wish I could just wish my feelings away. That's one of yeah. my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. Cause it's such a star Wars line. Like people like to give that line a hard time, but it's like, that's a star Wars line. It's like the suddenly thousands of voices cried out and suddenly we're silenced or how's that go? Obi-Wan says like, yeah, the same twice in a sentence yeah. for no reason is very star Wars. I love all the fireplace scene, all of it. And I don't know, I like how cheesy it is that, you know, he's like, I can't breathe. And it's kind of how Vader ends up, like, that it's it's goofy love talk, but it's also kind of like, oh, yeah, because of Padme, you know, you're going to have scars and you won't be able to breathe. And I never thought of that. Yeah. It's cheesy and clever at the same time. I also really like that that scene opens with just like a moment of silence where they're just sitting on the couch couch together. Yeah. Well, that's because they're trying to get all the space fruit out of their teeth <laughs> from the scene before. I think that uh, maybe like we were saying with Anakin, he can see things before they happen. He's He's got such a, a speech to give. He's just going over it a few times. <laughs> Weighing all the options. She's going to bring up the real world part. I got to have a... <laughs> I gotta have a comeback. Uh, let's see. Up next, I've got the line um, from Revenge of the Sith. Love won't save you. Only my new powers can do that. Anakin, all I want is your love. Love won't save you, Padme. Only my new powers can do that. At what cost? You're a good person. Don't do this. I won't lose you the way I lost my mother. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that one. That's a good one. That almost that could that could be number one. Because <laughs> I like when it he starts. It's like Anakin starting to go crazy, and it's like all the girls love new powers. <laughs> you can't dump me. I just got these new powers. Yeah. 
Well, what do you have? It's going way back. Kid Anakin, the Are You an Angel? Yep, that was my number two. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about that. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. They live on the moons of Diego, I think. You're a funny little boy. Start. He starts out smooth and it never stops. Mm-hmm. I like to think he used that line on every girl that came into the shop, too. <laughs> and he was just waiting for someone to fall for it. She's st- she's never really impressed with Anakin. Yeah. It's, it's like Twilight, where Edward couldn't read Bella's thoughts. <laughs> so that's why they loved each other. You're going deep. You're going real, real deep. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Anakin's Jedi mind love... Padme kind of was always a step ahead, so it made him work for it, and that's that's how romance happens. Well, Anakin Smooth Talker is definitely the most romantic person ever seen on screen in Star Wars. People will try to convince you it's Lando, but they're not thinking it through. No. Yeah, unless unless you count Rats Tyrell and his family. That's they were already they were already married at that point though. That's true, but that look that Mrs. Rats Tyrell gives Rats that's You're right. that's pure love. You're right. You're right. That's like their whole backstory in a one look. Yeah. Passion. Passion for racing and passion for love. (laughs) (laughs) She's a politician and they're not to be trusted. I've heard this lesson before. You haven't learned anything, it's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's holding me back. You're not all powerful. Anymore. Well, I should be. Someday I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. So, Gabe, if you can believe it, we have got three new iTunes reviews this week. Sweet. Our first one is from Matt Keegan, and he's in Newcastle, Australia. Could be the most far away review we've had yet. Wow. And Matt writes, I have never laughed more during a podcast than I did during Blast Point's latest show on living and rocking in the Star Wars with a Z. Like a, <laughs> like a skilled Ewok playing Drop the Sack, Jason and Gabe's humor is right on target. They ain't no rookie wookies. I've been listening to their shows for months now, and they've become a highlight of my week. They do the best impressions, so if you ever want to hear what George Lucas sounds like as a dentist or what Saw Gerrera got for his birthday, then these guys are a must. No other podcast can drag out a boar gullet joke for week after week and still have it be hilarious. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank uh, you. They're funny, entertaining, knowledgeable, and witty. I cannot recommend this show enough. Actually, I can. I gotta stop being so negative. Ichiwawa, cheers, guys, from Matt Keegan, Newcastle, Australia. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. We'll keep dragging out Borgullet every single week. Yeah, yeah. 
make a point. Just when it. you think it's not funny, <laughs> just keep doing it. <laughs> Our next one is from Tom Benaway, who I've known for a very long time. I used to work with him back in a bookstore in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and he wrote BB Great. And this one's short and sweet. 30% moof milker, 70% whimsy, 100% fun. Worth a listen. Thank you. A little bit of the whimsy. There's a lot of whimsy going on. Our third and final one is from R2D2 Socks. I like the name. And R2D2 Socks writes fun, passionate, and in-depth. Blast Points is absolutely one of my favorite podcasts and has got to be one of the best to cover the world of Star Wars. Gabe and Jason have great chemistry, and because of this, everything falls right into place. It's the perfect mix of Star Wars commentary, news, and humor all of us move milkers need. Also, there is quality production value here. So many podcasts suffer from inferior audio mixing and lackluster composition. These, po- these boys put in their time with this one. It's true. The audio clips, special effects, and transitions are spot on. Vader's what? 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 Audio clip has me laughing out loud every time. Thanks for the awesome podcast, fellas. I look forward to it every week. Thank you. 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 Hi, J.J. Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode Seven, thank you. So fantastic. Always reading these. We love doing it. So you should do it. Go on iTunes after the show is done. Leave us a five-star review. Write something awesome. We'll read it on an upcoming show. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. Feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And check out BlastPointsPodcast.com. Yep. There's more stuff every week. Rebels reviews, articles, comics, recipes. There's a brand new recipe coming up there. Could be on there any day now. Could be on there right now. Perfectly timed up with this episode. In the weekly dart. Uh, Darth Field comic Garfield as Darth Vader Or Darth Vader as Garfield However you prefer Absolutely brilliant You gotta you gotta read it It's gonna on um, blastpointspodcast.com It'll change your life But that's about it for episode 60 here Our 60th episode yeah, I think we're eligible for a senior discount now Or do we have to get to 65 <laughs> That's a good question I don't know <laughs> We'll get half-priced breakfasts. <laughs> yeah, we can go to Denny's and get the hash browns. It's a couple, couple bucks off. Covered and smothered. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be back next week with another all-new episode. 
But until then, thank you for listening. Thank you. See you next time. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. about good and evil, but heroes, what makes a hero? What's friendship? What's the idea of sacrificing yourself for something larger? They're all really basic things. They say, well, we don't have to make a movie about that. It's very obvious, but it's actually not. It's not that obvious to a lot of people, unless you have somebody tell you every generation that this is what our country believes in. But this is what we believe in. You know, basically don't kill people and be compassionate and love people. And so that's basically all Star Wars is. May the force be with all of you.